Evening.O podcast in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Odd Dad Out podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, the still road-weary Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. You can find me at odddadoutpodcast.com and at Odd Dad Out on all the social media places. And this is the show where I ramble and rant and tell you what's going on in my life and what I'm doing and what I think about shit. And maybe I tell you about my garden, and maybe I don't. (laughs) And maybe I talk about stuff, and make fun of new stuff, and maybe I don't. And this is one of those where I'm not so much going to talk about new stuff. Because, holy shit, did I just go through uh, an adventure. (laughs) I had an adventure recently. And said adventure, along with the holidays, is the reason why I've, I've kind of been radio silent lately. That and just uh, general housework, which is always the thing. But um, I mentioned we've been really kind of going deep into house cleaning for the holidays and trying to get the house. You know, we're almost to the point. We're only like two weeks away from the two year anniversary of when we bought this house. And so we're really kind of deep into trying to get the house just cleaned up and looking presentable in the off chance that we're going to have company over the holidays. I realize we're generally antisocial and don't usually want to have people in our house, but you know, sometimes it's nice to show off and invite people over and and spend some time with family and stuff. So yeah, it'd be nice to have a nice house and we're actually decorating this year. So it's it's just kind of a thing. We're trying to decorate the house and look nice and be a little more festive. So that all being said, most days I'm spending most of my days cleaning and, and reorganizing and straightening things up and such. And so I haven't had, I'm not that I haven't had time to sit down and record, but I've been damn tired. <laughs> that, that That's mostly been it is that I've just been so beat at the end of the day that I just can't. <laughs> That's really it. As I get to the end, like I get to the end of the day on my days off when I could sit down and record and share. And I'm so tired. And I'm just like, ugh, I, I can't. I just can't. I'm knocking out at like nine, nine thirty. <laughs> like I, I'm nope. And so, yeah, it's where I've been. But combine that with holidays and sick kids and my trip back to Texas. And man, that was an adventure and a half. So if you aren't aware, and I, I vaguely mentioned it in the last episode, over Thanksgiving, I had to travel. I didn't say I had to. We orchestrated this plan to do this over Thanksgiving weekend. But I mentioned my father-in-law had passed away a few months back. And there were many things in their home that were 
left to us. Uh, some, you know, one of his guitars, some drums, um, there were some old videotapes from my wife's childhood, things like that. Um, a handful of things that essentially they were like, and some of stuff like, Hey, you ever going to pick up that cedar chest stuff that they've been nagging us to, you know, bring with us anytime we're out there on vacation. So one of the things that was given to us was my father-in-law's truck. Um, my wife's brother had no interest in driving it. Uh, my mother-in-law, her knee, it, it's a five-speed manual transmission. And if you've ever driven a truck with a manual transmission, you'll know that generally the clutch pedal on those trucks is really long and really stiff. And it is kind of a chore to push them down. And my mother-in-law getting up there in years, her knees are not what they used to be. And trying to drive that truck with her knees just isn't fun. And we realized very quickly, that's why my father-in-law actually would use his cane to push the clutch. He's <laughs> like, I'm willing to bet his legs and his knees couldn't handle that thing either. It did a number on mine. But thus began the quest to retrieve the truck and stuff. And not the, the truck and stuff, it's the truck and the stuff. And so the plan became the weekend of Thanksgiving. I would go out there. I would drive the truck back with a trailer full of stuff. And that quickly turned into, well, what's the best time? Basically, I have to fly. You know, I could, I mean, I theoretically, I guess I could have taken a bus, but that takes longer. So the plan became fly out there, pick up the truck, load it full of, like, load a trailer full of stuff, tow a trailer full of stuff back from Texas. Seems simple enough, you know? fly, pick up truck, fill it with stuff, drive home. The problem was we knew there were some mechanical issues that needed to be taken care of. There were some starting issues, like it was having trouble always turning over. We thought it might've just been a bad battery. Maybe, you know, there's, there's a handful of things that can make it tough for a car to start. And so they took it to their local mechanic and he's like, oh yeah, change out the ignition coil. No big deal. Fix. Starts up. Then it was having trouble with uh, air mix. It was kind of choking out. Wasn't getting the right air. And so like they'd start it, but then you try and get going and it would choke out. Okay. It changed out some other stuff. There was a leak in the power se steering system. Fixed that. You know, little, just little stuff that years of it kind of sitting, not being driven every day wasn't necessarily a daily driver was much more of a work truck and they didn't need it to do a lot. So they didn't drive it much, but it did have a almost brand new engine and transmission on it. It was just like the, ex the, 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 what's the word, not the accessory parts, but kind of the, the extra bits, you know, starters and, and, you know, it, the motor itself, the transmission itself, brand new, nearly brand new tires. Um, 
overall, the core of the engine, solid. It's the stuff to make the engine do other stuff that needed work. (laughs) But basically, they got all those things taken care of, just not necessarily on the time frame, on the timetable we necessarily needed. So the plan was I flew out Thanksgiving night, not even night, Thanksgiving afternoon, which meant Thursday morning of Thanksgiving after working until four in the morning, (laughs) Wednesday night. So I got home at about 530 Thursday morning. I had to take my turkey out of the freezer, not the freezer, the fridge. I had it in the fridge for a day, but it just hadn't thawed enough. Threw the frit, threw the turkey in a sink full of cool water to thaw the rest of the way, but I only had two hours to do it. Technically, by weight, I should have used three, but it worked out. So, I threw the turkey in the sink for two hours. I was up at seven o'clock to throw that turkey in the oven. So seven o'clock in the morning, mind you, I got home at five thirty. Seven o'clock in the morning, I get up throw the turkey in the oven, get that started. And I know I have at least an hour, hour and a half before I need anything else because rolls didn't need a lot of time. Uh, mashed potatoes, stuffing, uh, green bean casserole. None of those things needed more than 30 minutes. Then a lot of them could be done simultaneously. You know, gravy, mashed potatoes, stuffing, all those things can be cooked at the same time. The only thing it really needed designated work time was the green bean casserole, get it ready, has to go in the oven kind of stuff. Anyway, I get all of Thanksgiving done. Essentially, I wake up on time. I go to grab some stuff at the store. Literally, it was none of it was it was like, you know, I had to grab some Dramamine (laughs) and a couple other things, but none of it was Thanksgiving related, which really sucked trying to be at a grocery store on Thanksgiving Day, getting anything but food. (laughs) I think I just need to pick up some Dramamine. I don't need all the chaos of all you people who forgot to buy everything. But it is what it is. But long story short, scramble early morning, throw everything together. And we do a very fast. I have everything on the table come 11 o'clock. So we're eating Thanksgiving lunch, essentially, which is fine. We usually eat fairly early. I usually don't eat Thanksgiving meals more like much past like one or two o'clock. We usually eat really early. I don't know where that tradition necessarily started, but it's kind of been a thing. I haven't had like a Thanksgiving dinner at dinner time. I, I can't remember since I was a little kid, maybe like probably since I was maybe 10, probably younger than that. So it's always been kind of a midday and it may just be pay, impatience. Like everybody's sitting all day not eating because they're waiting for big turkey dinner and all this stuff. But then everybody's starving and nobody's got the patience to wait. So we don't make everybody wait all day and we have dinner, like Thanksgiving dinner at like two, like one or two. So it's more like a late lunch. Like you might eat breakfast, maybe not, but we're not going to make you wait. And then that leaves you plenty of time to digest and then have lots of pie and other desserts at, at dessert time. So anyway, we do that. I finished getting my bag packed and two o'clock. Was it even that late? Yeah. Come two o'clock. 
I hop in a shuttle to go out to the airport because at four o'clock I'm flying out to Texas. That's right. I flew out on Thanksgiving afternoon. Why? Because it was three times more to fly out at any other time that week. The flight that that flight that at last flight of the day on Thanksgiving was less than two hundred dollars. Whereas if I flew any other time that week, including that day at any other time, it was over six hundred dollars. Yeah, we took the cheap flight. So and and relatively easy. It's it's you know a flight a flight into Houston, a layover of like an hour with loading and boarding time. I it was like maybe thirty minutes that I was hanging out before my next flight. So it actually went pretty fast. Um, fly into Corpus Christi, hang out and stay at my brother's for the night. Next day, he takes me out to my mother-in-law's house, hang out there, help, you know, box up stuff that I'm taking. Meanwhile, we're back and forth with the mechanic over, uh, is there, when's the truck going to be ready? Because I thought it was supposed to be ready on Wednesday. Now it was supposed to be ready at noon, but it's not going to be ready at noon. Now it's not going to be ready until three and get over there at three and okay, well here, and I'm trying to kind of learn the truck. He's like, oh yeah, no, it's all ready. It's ready to go. Okay. I got it. And I learned upon arrival that the truck had a lot of quirks, things like that long clutch pedal, um, things like the shifter being really loose and very difficult to get into different gears, things like that kind of the shift pattern because it's an older truck so it doesn't have if you're one of those people who really needs it it doesn't have a tachometer so you can't see what the rpms of the engine are just the speed things like that so you kind of have to play it by ear um stuff like that learning just learning this truck and driving it back from the mechanic back to their house and then us loading it up with all of the stuff because we opted by this point in the day to forego the trailer not put the extra strain of towing a trailer and everything behind us and just load up whatever I could into the back of the pickup truck and drive it back home. Fine. Okay. We get everything loaded up. We do the things. Difficult driving conditions, you know, learning again, learning this truck and learning its transmission and learning how to control it because again, manual transmissions are finicky. Um, I'm having trouble getting this thing into high gear, getting it into fifth gear to the point where I basically didn't use fifth gear all the way because I went back and stayed at my brother's that same, that next night. It, I didn't use fifth gear driving all the way from my in-laws house out in the country, all the way into the city, all the way through the city into the far side suburbs of Corpus Christi, where my brother lives. Like he basically lives on the island. My in-laws live inland in the country. <laughs> they live in the middle of nowhere in the country, about an hour, almost an hour from my brother into the city. So I got to drive this thing all the way there. And I'm like, eh, it's tricky. It's finicky. Um, but, you know, I, I manage. Next day, get on the road. Uh, you know, little things like it was freezing in the morning. <laughs> It was just damn cold and raining and I'm sitting there and it's cold and raining and I've got a pickup bed full of stuff. And so I'm sitting here trying to throw a tarp over 
the back of the truck in, and it wasn't like pouring down, but it was like a cold mist. So it's just that finger freezing cold mist rain. And I'm putting on new windshield wipers because it needed wipers that I just got the night before. And I needed to put this tarp on there and I'm freezing and my brother out and I are out there in the rain, putting this free tarp on in the freezing rain. And then and as I'm telling my wife this story later, she's giving me crap. She's like, oh, you're so dramatic when you're cold. Like, you didn't have to be out there putting on a tarp in the freaking freezing rain. <laughs> but, you know, I get on my way, do all the things, get it, get ready. Get, I got a ton of road food, half of which I didn't touch. Like, literally, I, I had like a six pack of Dr. Pepper, a box. Okay. I've always seen energy drinks sold in four packs. I could not find a four pack to save my life. The only thing I could find was 12 packs. So I ended up having a 12 pack of juice monsters. And I ended up leaving half of them at the house. I was like, here, you guys take these because it'd take me a month to go through a 12 pack of monsters. I don't really drink them much. And so and even that on the road, they're an emergency beverage for me. I usually I drink more monster on road trips in that week period than I do the entire rest of the year. But anyway, leave some of those. I actually ended up drinking like two of them the entire time. Um, I had chips, I had cookies, I had candy, I had jerky, all this stuff to eat on the road because I don't want to stop. Essentially, I'm trying to, I want to make the best time I can to get home. But We've also decided instead of me driving all the way in one straight shot, let's not stress the truck again, like not bringing a trailer. Let's not stress the truck anymore. Let's do it in two days. I'll stop overnight. Rest me, rest the truck, get home safe for everybody. Fine. So I'm on my way. A few hours later, I'm going through San Antonio and going through the interchanges and there's kind of those layered sort of bridge overpass sort of things where you've got a lot of highway interchanges and kind of crisscrossing over in areas. And I don't know if you're familiar with the expansion joints in highways, kind of where you hit bridges and there's those middle sections where the road contracts and expands for weather reasons. Well, I'm going over one of those bridges and hit the expansion joint. And right as I hit the expansion joint, which normally isn't a big deal, Apparently it was for the truck, blow out a tire in the middle of the freeway in downtown San Antonio. Uh, and because of where it was, it was nearly impossible for me to get access to under the truck to get to try and change the tire myself. I had a tire, but it was very difficult for me to get access to actually change the tire because of where I was located. I basically was up against the wall on a on an elevated road so i didn't have the working room on that side of the truck to actually change the tire cuz it was on the the passenger side up against the wall so i didn't have the room to actually change the tire fortunately there is a a service provided by texas department of transportation where they have basically like road emergency roadside assistance that are kind of these trucks and they call them hero trucks. And I don't know what I'm sure it's a, an acronym for something, but they call them hero trucks. And it's basically their emergency roadside 
assistance and they show up and they can give you gas or tow, help you tow somewhere or help you change a tire or whatever it is. And it's free service offered by the state, which is very nifty. And it's in, you know, select major cities, I guess. They're not out in the country. They're only in the city, which I learned after my whole ordeal. He's like, okay, well, if you run into other trouble, if you go past, once you get past the La Cantera area, that's where our service area ends. And I won't pick, it doesn't pick up until you get to El Paso, next major city on the road. I'm like, all right, I'll see what I can do. Make sure I stay out of trouble until I get there. Okay. So go with, and I'm giving you a very, I realize I've gone through a lot of detail and I'm barely on the road, but basically what happens, this guy shows up and he's like, Hey, yeah, I can help you change your tires. No big deal. It's still raining by the way. And so I'm still freezing and (laughs) I go and we're like, oh, we go to unhook the the spare tire from the bed. And he's like, oh, I can't help you. I can't touch a rusty tire. I'm not allowed to mount a rusted tire because the rim, the rim was rusty because it was, you know, old and sitting in a near seaside town. Things rust in South Texas very easily. And it wasn't so much that it was rusty, but there was rust on the wheel. Therefore, he couldn't touch it because if it failed, there's liability on his side. You know, it's how government agencies are. He's like, but what I can do is I can get my uh, supervisor with another truck and we can escort you to off the freeway to a safe parking lot. And I can give you the tools so you can change the tire yourself so that, you know, basically like I can give you everything you need so you can do the job, but I cannot help you because then I would have liability in case something goes wrong or your wheel fails because it's rusty or whatever. And they're like, okay, I can accept those terms. So they get me off the freeway. They get me to a parking lot. I get my tire changed. The tire I have is kind of shitty. Like my, my spare was kind of shitty. And either way, I can't drive on a spare tire all the way. I'm basically two hours in to a 16 hour trip at minimum 16 hour trip. So I'm just like, um, yeah, I need better. And I asked, Hey, is there any place around? Is there a tire shop around here that you can recommend? And he was like, I officially can't recommend anywhere because I work for the, I work for the state. I can't endorse the place, but there's, you know, a ton of, uh, used tire shops in this area. So you shouldn't have trouble finding a place that can get you a tire pretty easily, which other than the fact that it was just a lot of navigating the neighborhoods to get there in a still dodgy shifter situation, I did find a place got, a, I put a new spare on for one. I, I they replaced the, the bad tire with it. It's a, with a used tire, but I, I have no problems wearing putting used tires on my cars. I'm sorry if I can pay $40 for basically a 50% or 70% tread tire, I'll do that because the new tire cost me $150 (laughs) when I can pay as much for a full set of, of like 70% wear, um, like 70% tread versus like for the the same for a full set that I'd pay for a brand new one tire. I'll, I'll just take it. It's fine. I don't need the warranty. It's fine. Anyway, get a, get a tire on to replace the bad one, get another tire to replace the bad spare I had, throw that back in the bed, get on the way. 
At this point, I have lost three hours. I should have been halfway to El Paso by this point. I should be five hours along my journey. Instead, I'm two hours along my journey, and I have a hotel reservation that I have to make by midnight, and it's looking increasingly like I'm not going to make it. I'm, I'm doing the math of my travel time and my distance, and I'm like, I'm, I'm getting real close. I got to be there by midnight, and I don't think I'm going to be there till like 1130. Like it's looking like 1130 at best. If I have any more hiccups, I'm going to miss my hotel. That's not good. So we decide to move my hotel reservation to a closer town, make it to Fort Stockton that night. The rest of the day basically goes without incident. Get up in the morning, you know, have a good night's sleep and actually a very nice uh, comfort in. It was very nice. And because I'm by myself, I have like a king bed to myself and like, you know, sit there eating a fucking pizza and all this stuff. And I actually, ultimately, I had time based on when I rolled in to Fort Stockton. I could have made it to my original hotel on time, but that wasn't a risk I wanted to take at the time. Considering I had tire trouble and I was right dealing with the tire trouble at the time, I was like, I don't want to risk possibly not making it and rolling in late and still needing to eat and still needing to get settled in and all this stuff. Let's just push it back and I'll have a longer day too, essentially. I'll have more time to sleep tonight and we'll do. So that's what I did. Got some good sleep. Got up early. Got up at seven o'clock in the morning, loaded up, got some breakfast down in the uh, hotel lobby and was on the road by 8 a.m. Good start. Get on the road. Just keep on trucking, basically. Just chugging along all day. I ran into a little issue with, uh, I think I had a leak in a brake line somewhere. And so I was kind of losing brake pressure here and there but I could still stop. I didn't lose my brakes completely, so it wasn't a huge issue. Um, but basically made it all the way through El Paso, all the way across New Mexico, all the way through the Southeast Arizona, through Tucson, all the way until I get into the outskirts of Phoenix. And I am outside the casino areas, kind of between, if you're familiar with the area, the out near Maricopa and closer into uh, Chandler. Like I said, I'm, I'm out near the casinos out there. Um, and so I'm out there and there's traffic because there was an accident, which then means I'm now in stop and go traffic in a truck with a kind of dodgy shifter and a very old, you know, and a, a very inexperienced driver as far as I didn't have to, it's like, for the most part, I was cruising. I'd get going up on the road and I'd get it up into high gear. I eventually did get fifth gear to, to work for me, took a little finessing and figuring it out, but I got it up there and got my cruise control working and cruising along at 80 miles an hour for nearly nine hours that day, just chugging along, doing a great job. But I run into this stop and go traffic and really, you know, sitting there dancing when the pedals trying to keep things going and it stalls out on me a couple of times. And so I'm I'm kind of panicking because I'm dealing with 
the traffic situation. And at this point, it is all of the, you know, kind of holiday travel coming back into the city, people who left the city coming home. And it's two lane at this point. So it's really tight trying to get back in. I'm pulled off on the side of the road trying to get going again and trying to get moving. It's really hard to kind of jump back into the flow of traffic at that point. But eventually I do. But as I do, I go to shift down out of first into second gear and I push the clutch pedal and it just drops all the way down to the floor. I don't even push it. I just barely tap it and the whole pedal drops all the way to the floor. And my heart with it, my stump, my heart just drops into my stomach and I'm just like, shit, what am I going to do? What, what I'm freaking out because I've never experienced this before. And I'm in the middle of a major interstate highway in a massive (laughs) work truck, fully loaded with wooden boxes and, and and storage chests and things and me and <laughs> and and I don't have the ability to to control my my shifting or any of that I can't shift I do manage I, I go and like pick up the the clutch pedal with my foot and it comes up a little bit and stays up and I'm able to get the truck out of gear I'm able to shift it from two and up into third and fourth gear, but I can't get it up into fifth gear, at least not at this point. And I wasn't pushing it. So I just get it. And it's like, Hey, I know I can run it in fourth gear. I did that, you know, the other night coming back from the, the coming into town. So I'm just going to do this. And I wrote it in fourth gear all the way across Phoenix, all the way through all the suburbs, all the way out until I get to the far end of there's on the far end of the valley there's the 303 freeway, which I actually have to use to get up to where I live because the 303 goes through surprise where I live. And it is basically the fastest way for me to make kind of that run. If you're, if I'm going out towards the airport or out towards leaving town like that, that's the fastest officially, realistically speaking, the fastest route out. So i up and I take it and just run the I 10 all the way out into the 303 freeway until I get to my exit. And I know my exit is like two lights. It's like maybe two, three miles from exiting there till I'm at my neighborhood. And I've only got like two, three lights to go through and then a couple of turns in my neighborhood and then I'm there. I'm home. But the whole time I'm driving down the road, going down the freeway, trying to get over to my side of town, I'm sitting there flicking, messing with this pedal, trying to get it to wake up, trying to get it to come back. I got it to come back a little bit so I can get moving, Let try and get it to come back so I can get going, you know? I, I, I'm concerned. How am I going to stop? How am I going to get there? Like, I can stop. I can get it out of gear. You know, that's easy. It's really easy to pop a, a stick shift out of gear it's much harder to get it in gear from a stopped position if you don't have full use of the clutch. And I didn't. So in my mind, for the entire 30, 45 minutes or so, I was driving across town 
that was wearing in my mind. What am I going to do when I have to stop? Because I know I'm going to have to stop eventually. And I was like, I was just, I'm not going to have the luck of having green lights all the way until I get home, including left turns and being able to make all of these turns without ever having to shift or stop the truck. And of course, first light I hit after I exit the freeway is a red light and I'm stuck and I stop at the light, but I can't get her back into first gear. I don't have enough play. I can't get the clutch down far enough with enough travel to pull her out of, to get it into first gear. Never mind that that shifter again is so loose that I, it, I have to force the stick all the way up in like smash the dashboard to get it up to the first gear position. It, 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 it's not getting in there because I just can't get the, the clutch into position right. Fortunately, a guy in a truck behind me sees I'm having trouble and helps me push the truck off the road. And, and you know, I explained, I was like, man, I'm only like two miles from home. I've been on the road for two days. It sucks, man. I'm, I'm so close. I made it all this way. And just to be stuck here on the side of the road, so close to home. But, you know, as fate or luck or the gods smiling down on me and laughing in my damn face. I I go and sit down in the truck and I give that clutch pedal one more kick and it springs back to to full position like nothing was ever wrong with it. And I'm just thinking, really, now, after all this time, after all of this crossing the valley, getting all the way to this position, break, being stuck at this light, and now that I'm popped up on a, you know, curb on the side of the road off in the dirt. Now you're going to wake back up and let me go. Really? But I wasn't about to sit there and nag because at this point I can go. (laughs) I was able to get up and, you know, get her in gear and and get turned around and, and headed home. And I get home. And get everything unloaded and, 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 (laughs) and it was like it never, nothing was ever wrong. I didn't have any more trouble with the clutch the rest of the time. I drove it the next day without any trouble with that clutch. I did go and buy the parts to fix that, that stick shift almost immediately. And I have that fixed. (laughs) I was like, no, I cannot deal with this. I need to get this shifter fixed. And I, I got that shifter fixed. Because, man, I did not want to have to deal with that, trying to drive that truck around, taking the boys to school or whatever, anything like that. No, thank you. (laughs) But, man, I mean, from just the stress of, is the truck even going to be ready? Are we going to have to tow this thing back home? Because that was an option. We considered if the truck wasn't going to be ready, just renting a U-Haul and towing the truck behind a U-Haul. But... The, the idea of, is the truck going to be ready on time? Okay, well, it's being kind of finicky, but it's ready. Okay, I can't get her into fifth gear. <laughs> okay, I got it into fifth gear. Oh, shit, I blew a tire. <laughs> okay, 
I'm I'm losing brake pressure, but I'm 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 okay, but I'm losing brake pressure. To stop dying, we're in the middle of traffic. <laughs> to what the fuck is this with the clutch? Shit, how am I gonna stop? To how am I gonna go? <laughs> to home. It was a hell of a few days. And this all happened between Thursday night and and Sunday afternoon. You know, I I left home at two o'clock on Thursday night and was home at five o'clock on Sunday when all this adventure took place. <laughs> and I've still got shit I've got to fix up on the truck. I mean, like I said, I, I immediately went and bought the parts to fix that shifter because that drove me nuts. Uh, I ordered stuff for, you know, a new shift knob because the shift knob on it was all busted up from getting smashed on the dashboard for what probably was years uh, you know, I've, I've got a lot of little parts and things. Do I got to get that brake fluid leak checked out? You know, it's probably something as simple as, you know, a cracked line because it's an old truck, you know, brittle brake lines and things like that just can break. Cause I think it's actually got some hard brake lines. It doesn't have like the soft tubes, like most things have nowadays. So it's, it's little things, but you know, I'm, I'm, I promised I would take care of this truck. And so I'm, I'm going to do my best to get it cleaned up, get it all fixed up and running and great and mechanically great. And, you know, there's cosmetic stuff like getting new seat covers, you know, um, taking, there's some rust issues that I may want to take care of. Not a lot of stuff, but, you know, stuff like that. Get it vacuumed out, cleaned out. I might, uh, probably needs a new windshield because there's a crack stuff like that you know little stuff that i just have to look into and you know not priorities but i want to take care of the truck you know we got a truck it's almost a 30 year old truck you know we got to get we got to take care of it it's it but it's definitely from the work it put in this weekend trying to get me home Try and get us home safe. Getting us home safe. That truck is definitely solid and definitely is a workhorse for sure. And I'm I'm looking forward to taking care of this truck. Whew. <laughs> that uh the whirlwind of emotion. It's 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 crazy telling it back. And I've told I've had to explain and tell this story a few times over the last couple of days. But being there in the moment, there was genuine fear at many moments when my tire blew out, when the uh, clutch dropped, when I kept stalling out during the traffic, when I couldn't get, you know, merged back into traffic, when I'm in the middle of the freeway with no ability to shift when I have limited ability to shift, when I'm like, how am I going to stop when I'm stuck at a light because I can't get in gear, all of these things all happening at once and just the panic and trying to keep composed so I can do the things. Meanwhile, I've got a million and one cars and things behind me judging me. <laughs> going wrong? Can't you drive a stick shift in a minute? No, I've got a finicky car right now. Leave me alone. But I did it. And it, and I did it by myself. That's kind of the, the crazy thing is 
I've never made this trip by myself before. And I mean, I wasn't 100% by myself because I was driving myself and having to do all the driving, which ultimately is it's kind of what our vacations have become. I do all the driving. But it was, you know, I, I spent a lot of time on the phone with my wife and the kids and everybody so that I could keep myself awake and mentally occupied because it's a lot easier to stay awake if I'm talking to somebody. And so I did a lot of that, but I made it and it was, a, I mean, whew, it was, it was a fun, it was a fun drive. I'll admit it. It was, it was nice. It was relaxing. And, you know, I, <laughs> I can't say I necessarily want to do it again because it is a bitch of a drive. Not that I haven't had to make this drive every year since I've lived out here because it's the same. It's where we go for vacations, but I've never done it by myself. And I don't know if I'd ever want to do it by myself again. And I've thought about, you know, taking the truck back and picking up more stuff and, and that kind of thing. But if I do, I'm taking one of the kids for company. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. It's like next time I go on a road trip, I'm taking company because I need somebody to talk to besides the truck. <laughs> But it was fun. I, I I stress and anxiety and blown tires and and dodgy clutches and shifters and and all that aside, and breaking in a a somewhat neglected old work truck. But doing all that, I still it was a fun trip to make. I enjoyed the adventure of just getting on the road and rolling for two days. You know, I was on the road for with delays uh, about 22 hours. Yeah, it was about 12 hours the first day with the blown tire issue. And then about 10 and a half hours the second day for just, you know, chugging along, getting home. So, you know, 22 hours on the road, for two days by myself, <laughs> just me and that truck and the road and a lot of beef jerky and, and chips <laughs> and some cold pizza, but I did it. And, and I don't know if I'd do it again. I really don't, don't think I'll ever have to, but <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when I get there. In the meantime, I've got an old work truck that if I take care of it is probably going to last another 10, 15 years. And I'm probably going to do the best I can to get it there. But I think I'm going to cut it off there. I was going to do a review of Ghostbusters Afterlife, which we watched this last weekend. But I think I will save that for another time. I've talked enough for one evening. <laughs> Remember, you can find this episode and all past episodes, along with links to places to share and all of my social medias and all of the things that make up the Odd Dad Out podcast at odddadoutpodcast.com and at Odd Dad Out on all the social media places, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tag me if you're listening to the show or share it with 
whoever you feel like sharing it with because that is the coolest thing and the best thing you could ever do for the show is just share it with your friends or your enemies or that weird lady on the bus who smells funny you know the one but (laughs) uh, I don't even know where to go after that but thank you for listening to my harrowing tale of interstate travel coming up next episode I will have that review of Ghostbusters Afterlife because it was just fucking awesome I'm just gonna say it a garden update and who knows what the fuck else maybe an update on the truck maybe an update on some other shit I don't know we will find out together when the time comes but until next time oddballs thank you and good night